Two words to describe Kaitia Lamore are entertaining and big heart. You will quickly understand why I've chosen these two words to describe her. She has such a big heart to bring Jesus to everyone and help them experience a deeper relationship with Jesus. And the way she shares her heart is entertaining. You're going to love our conversation. Here we go. On this show, we have Kaitia Lamore. She's a writer, she's a performer, she's a public speaker, and you are going to love listening to her today because she has been on YouTube for a long time. I've been following her <laughs> for a long time, and now you are too. Kaitia, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Alita. Can I first of all just say I love your smile? Like when I watch your videos online and you smile, like I'm watching it and I'm like grinning. So like, it's nice to be able to like kind of do it in person. I love that you say that. I have always been self-conscious of my smile because I have a lot of gum when I, you know, my gum show a lot when I smile. Mm -hmm. And then I say that to other people and they're like, I've never noticed that. It's not that big a deal. No. And I'm like, good, no. because I'm just going to smile however I want now. <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad you have that. I used to be called vampire teeth because like these teeth, oh, yeah. so I'd be like smiling like that. But then I was like, you know, I have a great smile on it. Like, so I, That's I, right. I can uh, relate to that story a little bit. So I've been following you, like I said, for a long time on YouTube. And before we ever started the show, I said, I am getting this girl on my show because first of all, you're entertaining, like I said earlier. And Aww. you are... Gosh, you have such a heart for the Lord. How did you get started? Because there's not very many people out there posting videos like that on YouTube. So for me, um, a long, long time ago, I'll tell you like the three-step process. So back in like 2008, 2009, I felt the Lord calling me to do blogging. And I remember making a website and I was like, what am I even here for? You know how sometimes the Lord will tell you like, you're going to do this. And you're like, okay. And like, what's next? So I remember I was, I would just share personal testimonies about like what God was doing in my life. And I was like, you know, this is kind of vulnerable and people might think it's weird even because not all of my friends were believers. But what's interesting is back on MySpace, I don't know if anybody watching remembers MySpace, but there would be blog posts and people would comment like, wow, like this really helped me today. Or wow, that was so um, inspiring and, and encouraging. So I was just like, people are reading what I have to say. Like, it was almost weird to go to church and someone's like, I read your blog post on this. Like, and it really made me think about that. And I was like, what? So fast forward, my mom was telling me like, man, YouTube oh. is blowing up. And this was back in like 2010, 2011. YouTube just started to explode. And she was like, Tia, you know, you could have a channel. And I was like, well, what would I do? And she's like, well, you do fashion, you do acting. Um, you can talk about your relationship um, with Jarrell. And I was just like, yeah, okay, no, I have work to do. Like I'm going on auditions. I'm living in LA. You know, I have this life that I'm, that I'm trying to build. But it wasn't until I, part three, had my daughter who's now just turned seven. And I didn't have a lot of things that to do besides nursing her, <laughs> being at home. So I was like, maybe this is a time where I need to sit down because I literally can't do the things that I was doing before because I have a baby to take care of now. Um, I can't do it in the same capacity. So I started 
writing again and I started recording YouTube videos. And the thing that I noticed people would resonate with a lot was my relationship and talking about saving yourself for marriage, talking about long distance dating, talking about keeping God first in your relationship. And I was like, man, these videos are like, these are the ones people are relating to. So I did a lot more of those kind of subjects. And then um, a little while later, and we'll probably get to this later, my life turned upside down. And then I was just like, what is it all for? Like, why am I even doing this? Nobody cares. And then I was like, Lord, you told me to start this channel, but I don't, I don't really feel like I'm doing with it what you need me to do. So please just tell me. And he's like, all I want you to do is share me with the world, share Jesus with the world. That is it. So then I started, um, outlining what topics I would talk about based on blog posts I had already written. And then like I did a video called, this is how I learned to hear God's voice more clearly. And my channel, it just like skyrocketed. And I was like, whoa, people really want to know how to hear from the Lord. So that was just like, you know what, I guess I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, not because of the numbers or popularity, but it's like, it's reaching people and it's drawing them closer to God, not drawing them closer to me, not saying here's five steps to get a man, like just this is what you need to do to grow your relationship with God. And then all of my topics after that were all about being centered in your relationship, growing with Jesus. And like, y'all, if there's anything I can tell you to do is like, go with him, <laughs> like just go with him. And that's just how my journey has been. And then doing the podcast with my husband and incorporating him more. And so people can hear his side of the story because he's also been a Christian his whole life. So it's been a, a kind of roller coastery thing because a lot of my biggest content was in a very hard part of my life where I'm like encouraging people. But at the end of the day, I'm like crying um, and, and just like, God, please like let this season be over. So it, it was birthed out of a very hard place, but that place really helped to set the right foundation in my walk with God. And I think that's why it resonated with so many people because they desperately needed that hope and that encouragement and honey, Jesus is the only answer. That's all I got. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, and I think YouTube, there weren't a lot of people a long time ago talking about Jesus, talking about God. No. And people want people no. want to know, how do I hear the voice of God? How do I have a deeper relationship with Jesus? They want to know. And you just found them on YouTube, which is so beautiful. When life gets hard, it helps to know you're not alone. If you or someone you care about is battling anxiety or depression or loneliness, our comprehensive collection of classes and resources cover more than 100 topics like these. All of our classes are based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. Sign up to watch the Women of Faith collection of classes at Liftable TV and start moving toward the freedom you crave. We envision a world transformed by women living victoriously with Him. We prepare our kids to be able to speak up what they, for what they believe in. God wants to provide for us all the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. He wants you to have a group of friends. He wants you to feel like you belong. He wants you to be in community because we're made for relationship. Watch over 80 diverse Christian programs, including the Women of Faith show and classes on Liftable. So you've been acting performing mm -hmm. is that what took you to LA tell us like what have you done for kind of your previous career and then why mm -hmm. did you end up in LA 
So in the beginning, God created, I'm just kidding. In the beginning, <laughs> I was figuring out where I was going to go to college because um, I got denied a bunch of scholarships and I was just like, wow, I'm the biggest loser on earth. Like I went to school, I got great grades, but like nobody wants to give me any scholarships. I don't want to go into debt. So me and my mom started looking at community colleges and one of these colleges that I didn't even apply for, we got a letter in the mail for my brother talking about there's this television production program. Um, uh, this college has one of the best ones, like go ahead and apply. And I was like, well, I did a few, I learned some things in high school about media and cameras and Photoshop and things like that. So let me just see what this is about. Immediately fell in love with it. And the Lord was like, go. So I got my two year degree in television production. And I was like, I'm going to be a producer and I'm going to be behind the scenes and I'm going to have my briefcase and like, I'm going to be making deals. And I remember my mom was like, you're not going to stay behind camera. Like, that's just not what's going to happen. Like, I know the Lord is going to use, and this isn't to puff myself up, but she was just saying, the Lord is going to use your looks. Right. Um, we don't know what that means yet, but that's going, that's an important part of your calling and your purpose, you performing and entertaining. So I was like, you know what? I'm done with college. I had graduated. And I was like, at the end of my college career, I just want to do some classes for fun. And I took acting and I took dance and I had a blast. I was like, this unlocks something in me, these professional like college courses on entertaining. And I was like, I need to do this. Like, I can't not <laughs> do this. So I started, I signed up with an agent. I started going out on auditions for shows like Lost. And then, um, then I met my husband through the group of friends I had um, had in college and going to art shows. We went out to California. I'm from Hawaii. I forgot to say that. So I lived in Hawaii. I went to LA for art shows with my Hawaii friends and my husband was one of their friends. So we're hanging out. And then I was like, this guy is cool. Whatever though, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> like never going to see you again. So then I go back to Hawaii and he starts hitting me up like, oh, like what does your name mean? I'm like, oh, does Hawaii have Starbucks? Like, you know, it's like questions where you're like, why are you like, asking me this? like these random things. And then he came out to Hawaii. We had an accidental date because all my friends ditched us. So we ended up alone at a, at a burger place and we just started talking and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, this is it. I think this is the guy. Like I just knew. So we were friends for a while. Then we officially started dating when God confirmed that he was my husband. So since he's from LA, I knew that I was going to move to LA. God had already told me that. I just didn't know how that was going to happen. So I'm already doing TV and uh, modeling and doing all that in Hawaii. So I'm just like, well, of course, this is what I'm supposed to do in LA. So I go and I hit the ground running and I fall on my face, <laughs> but I got some cool experiences along the way. But that's how I ended up out here is like getting married and then moving um, to Los Angeles and starting that really wild journey in the entertainment industry. Wow. Thank you for sharing the story of how you met your husband. I love finding out how people come together. Mm -hmm. Isn't it so cool how God works? That's one of my favorite things when it's just like, you just looked up and they were there and you're like, wait a minute, what? Like, I wasn't even in that mind frame because I was even like, it's me and Jesus. Like, I was getting more solid in my walk <laughs> with God. I had my home church, my small group. I was like, oh, we're in it to win it. Like, we're doing this. And then all of a sudden I was like, where did you come from? Like, what are you doing here? I finally feel settled. And that's something that for me has been a trend. You finally feel settled and God is like, ramping up for level 10. And you're like, why? Like, can I just be comfortable? And he's like, no, no, thank you. That's not, that's not what this faith walk is about. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just get used to that then. 
Well, that's why he finally brought, that's why God finally brought Drell into your life was because you were settled. You were good. You were fine. Just being on your own. You didn't, you didn't need him. And so we brought him into your life and said, okay, now you may have him. (laughs) Exactly. And I see that a lot with people who have waited for God to bring their spouse in. It's always at a time where they're like, my work life is good. My friend life is good. Like I'm okay. Like I'm not like at night. Oh, if only I had someone to watch television with. Like I was, I was fine. Like I was so good. And then he came in and and his life was similar. He was on a roll. Like he had a bunch of stuff he was doing. Like we weren't like, Oh, like this is it. Like we're finally don't have to be alone anymore. Like we have each other. It was amazing. And I was super happy and still am very happy that he's in my life. But yeah, it wasn't that desperation. And I, like you said, I think that's why when God brings us things sometimes is when it's like, I'd be okay with or without it, Lord. I want it. I do. But I'd be okay with or without it because, you know, you know what I need. And yet you have experienced some trials, some tough times in mm-hmm. your new marriage. I don't know if that would be the accurate way to say it. Tell us some of kind of the rocky troubles that you guys have gone through in your marriage. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. There's been a few key pivotal moments, and one of them was when I first moved out to Los Angeles. I think anybody moving, even if you're just moving for a job, even if you're moving to be closer to friends, like that's a huge deal to pick up your life and be transplanted in a whole other city that has kind of a different culture. You don't have any familiarity there. So like that in and of itself, our first six months to a year was very hard because I just felt like I gave it all up for you. And like, you're just going on with your life, going to your job and everything. And here I am, you know, I'm just here to wait for you to get off of, off of work. Um, but once I started my own career and doing things, it did make me feel more like, okay, I'm not just waiting on you to get home. Like I have my own things and I I have, feel like I have purpose and I'm getting used to the city and I'm kind of making some friends a little bit, but yeah, it was very depressing. Like the first six months, I don't think I had ever been depressed before, so I didn't know what it felt like, but I was just like, I think this is depression when you you feel like crying all day and you literally do not care about getting out of bed. I think that's kind of the definition of you're going through it. (laughs) And so that was very difficult. And then once, um, this was about, I guess now it's been about five years. Um, It's so interesting, like we said, about being content with the Lord, and then he will pull that rug out from under you so fast. So me and my husband, we had gotten to a point after our daughter was born, and we were just like, you know, this whole struggling artist thing, like, is not cute with a baby, you know? Um, So we were just like, Lord, like, what we're doing isn't working, so, like, we need your help. And we felt a lot of peace about God is going to come through and our lives are going to change and he's going to fix it. He's going to fix the problem. What happened was soon after we made that decision, our landlord was like, yeah, so you guys have 90 days to get out. And we were just like, wait a minute, what? And this is our fault. You know, we had been late on rent like a lot. Like I, like I told you, we were doing struggling artists. It was not yes. cute. It was not okay. And it was not of God. Like, let me just make that clear. That was not God's plan for us to be struggling. But yet there we were. Um, so once right. we finally surrendered, he was, they were like, get out. And I was like, what do we do? And we prayed about it. We cried about it. What ended up happening was because we had accumulated so much debt over the years, the Lord was like, move in with your in-laws, my in-laws being his parents. And I was like, that's the devil because I would never make a decision to do that on purpose. 
Um, so long story short, it wasn't the devil. It was the Lord. And he helped us in getting out of debt. He helped us a lot with issues we had in our marriage because sometimes you don't really realize maybe bad habits or bad communication or even just how you love each other might be not the healthiest until you're in like a fire. Like we were in the fire fire. Like it was going from like, what is it? The fire going from the pan into the fire or like, it's something like that where it's like you go from something hot to something hotter. So we're just like, this is awful, Lord. We trusted you. But I remember in the beginning of that trial, he, God told me, you have to trust me and you have to trust me no matter what. You have to trust me no matter what happens. And I already knew. I was like, oh God, like, what does this mean? And I thought, this is a time, okay, persecution is coming. We're going to jail. We're getting our heads cut off. For some reason, that was my first instinct was like, it's the end. He said, trust me no matter what. It's it's done. <laughs> like the end of times is here. Like, I don't know why my mind went to that first. But now coming through, I realized he was saying, this is going to get I have to shuffle around so many things because what you guys did built up this false foundation that wasn't helping anything. And I have to reset a hard reset on your life, on your marriage, on your parenting, on your finances, basically everything, your relationships, everything. And it just felt like we were losing, 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 losing day after day. And it was so difficult and it lasted much longer than I thought it would. But like I said, coming through that, was um, doing YouTube, getting a grip on my faith walk with Jesus, really understanding the Bible, some things that, you know, you might learn when you're younger and it's like, oh, these are quotes that they say in church. And I'm like, I don't think that's a thing. I'm starting to think that's not in the Bible. And you look and it's not there. So just some some things that had to be broken down. Um, The Lord really did in that time. So I'd say coming through that, I feel more confident. I feel more loved. I feel more peace. I feel more like I feel safe, like everything about that was missing basically before yeah. that time I have now. But yeah, when you have to reset things that happened in your childhood, things that you thought you learned that were good as an adult, it's like I was 32, 31, 32 going into this season. That's three decades of learning the wrong things. And then you have to reset that. Four years is actually a kind of a short time if you're completely turning things around. So, so yeah, I'm very grateful for that. But my goodness, it was one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. It really set a solid foundation for you and Jarrell with Jesus, even though you felt like you had a solid foundation with Jesus. I mean, you're saying I'm with Jesus. I'm living for him. I'm good. And yet at the same time, you still needed that time in the crucible, in the trial, Mm -hmm. in the fire with Jarrell to get you guys where you needed to go. And that's the interesting thing about our walks with God. We can be doing all the things. Yes. I'm reading my Bible every day. I'm fasting once a week. I'm tithing every paycheck. And you're like, God, I'm doing everything, but there's no fruit. There's no evidence that I'm on the right track. What is going on? And that's what we learned. It's like, we were literally just doing all the things that we thought you're supposed to do. 
But our intentions of surrendering, it was not there. We were like, this is what we're going to do in our life. This is our plan for the year. We're going to write it out. We're going to journal it. We're going to check back every year to see if we hit our goals. Spoiler alert, we didn't. We like never hit our goals. And we're just like, well, maybe we weren't specific enough, you know? And it's like, no, because your desires were not from the Lord. He's not going to bless that. So now we know when there's a desire from the Lord and we feel it strongly to do something every single time. There's so many blessings and favor and fruit that comes from that, that is evidence that it yep. was the Lord in the first place. You're super creative. So I want to ask you this question. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if you had to create a title for the story of your life thus far, what would it be? I would say you thought you had it, but you didn't. <laughs> it's like just... Just everything. It's like, if I'm being really honest, it's like you thought you had this. You thought you had it under control. You thought you knew. And it's almost like MTV. You remember that show where it's like, you think you know me, but you have no idea. Diary of, you know, this person is like, you thought you had it. You really did, but you, you, you really didn't. And I think that's honestly the greatest depiction. It's not, you know, uplifting, you know, and it's not like super um, happy to think about, but in a way, you know, it's honest to just say, like, I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. And now that I do, it's just like, oh, okay, you know, well, that happened. And we move forward and we never go back. <laughs> never go back to that. <laughs> um, I usually ask this question at the end of the show. So this is not the end of the show. But I do want to ask Goodbye. you this question. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Don't leave me. Um, but I do want to ask you this question because it's just perfect. If you had to give your advice to your younger self, whatever mm -hmm. age you want that to be, what would your advice be? I would say completely let go of control. I'd say surrender is the strongest thing that you could possibly do. Yeah. Because for myself, even in college, I was told like, what is your one year, your five year and your 10 year plan? And people say this a lot. If you plan to fail, or if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And it's like, as if you have <laughs> all the answers, right? And you know, the Lord says clearly in the Bible, I, I know the plans I have for you. And so, so that good. was one of the scriptures that really brought me through this season is like, if the Lord has plans, and this is something that I honestly cannot stand in some of the Christian community, I just want to be honest. There are a lot of people who say, once you're saved, that's all you got to do. And like, God doesn't care about where you live. God doesn't care about who you marry. God doesn't care about your job. You think he's really interested, you know, in all these little things when he's got all this other stuff to worry about. And I was like, no, that's the point. He does care about where you live, who you marry, because he knows your purpose and he knows your calling. Amen. He knows the solutions that you bring to the world. So let go of that control and completely surrender because the only one who knows your life and your destiny is literally the one who created you. Like, how could he not know? How could he not have the answers? And why would he be so distant where he's like, all right, I did my work. I created you. See you when you get back to heaven. Like at the end of days, like what's the point of that being God who created everything? I mean, think about plants you see outside and you're like, what in the world is that plant? Why did that have to be here? Why is this bug alive? Like, why did that have to be here? Because it's like the details, the intricate details of everything is what he is interested in. And that is so clear when you read the Bible and you understand how he's walking people through and giving like step-by-step -step instructions. 
why would that be necessary for, oh, oh, that's only for Moses. That's only for David. Look at their calling. But it's like, you might not know your calling. I'm not saying you are the next Moses or the next David. That doesn't matter. But what you are doing is as important. And so if you're not following that calling for your life, you are completely missing out. And everybody who is kind of waiting on that thing that you're supposed to do, like they're missing out. And then God's like, well, I'll find somebody else, you know, to do it. Cause he did that in the Bible. If people were like, I can't do this. And he's like, all right, you can't, well you over there, you know, and he'll, and he'll be like, you know, you forfeited that, but my plan is still going to go forward. I want to be a part of that plan. I don't know about you guys. I want to be a part of that plan and do my part. And that is the most exciting thing of life is like when you know God's hand is on something and you're like, the creator of the world spoke to me and told me to do this. Like, wow, how fortunate am I? What a blessing. So good. You are so filled with peace and joy and just, (laughs) you got it all going on. Like you're living victoriously in Christ. I see that so much. I think that's why I've been so drawn to your videos because you share, hey, I've struggled. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at the same time, I am still here smiling and living in peace and joy. So yeah. good. I know a lot of people are going through anxiety. I mean, yeah. it's just, I feel like it's an all-time high. I don't know if it is, but it feels like it is. And I know yep. you've dealt with that. What would you tell our viewers? Like, how do you help others lower their anxiety or get rid of their anxiety? So what helped me, um, and this is something that happened to me back in 2014, 2015, my daughter, like I said, is seven. She is my first child and also my first full healthy pregnancy after a miscarriage, mind you. So at that time I brought her home and I was just like, this is the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life. Like bringing an innocent life into this world. A lot of people tell you about the sleepless nights being a mom and like, oh, nursing might be hard or you might not, um, you might have arguments with your partner and stuff like that. Nobody in the world told me about the terror, like the absolute terror um, that some moms have with having the responsibility of a human life. So I was just like, you know what, anxiety, a lot of fear every, every day there was just like this panic where even if somebody came to the door and rang the doorbell, I was like, it's the police. That doesn't make any sense. Does that make any sense that the police are at your door to take your kid for no reason? So it was just like really crazy things like that. I know some people deal with postpartum depression. I wasn't necessarily depressed, but it was like a postpartum anxiety, which I think more people are talking about nowadays. So what I learned through that, the the biggest takeaway was I didn't trust God to take care of me. I had been through too much, you know, and a lot of people feel that way where it's like, well, I had this happen to me as a kid that happened to me when I was in college, like, where is God? Like, he wasn't there for me. And I think, unfortunately, we live in a fallen world and a sinful world. There are people who make really bad decisions and it can affect you, unfortunately. But it's in a way, and I talked about this on my podcast, where it's like, unfortunately, in a way, now it becomes your responsibility to heal if you want to, because it is a choice. Do you want to heal or not? So for me, I noticed, God, you know, I guess I don't trust you. And I was like, why don't I trust him? Oh, because of these things that happened to me before. And then God had to remind me, you know, of his sovereignty, how he was always there. It's not like things happened to me and he never was there to comfort me, 
to help me to send someone along. Like he, he worked in all the ways that he needed to, but I had still held on to almost like a bitterness of like, you weren't there for me for this. So I got to take things into my own hands. But when you're a mom, you just feel like I give up. Like I can't, like, I can't take this into my own hands. I need help. So I was like, God, you got to help me. And so he began to basically walk me through different incidents I had endured and help me to see root causes of the things that I was feeling. So I would say back to your point about helping people, how do I live in peace instead of fear? What yeah. really helped me was realizing why, why do I feel this way? If you're looking at the news right now and you're like, Lord, it's on fire. You know, what am I going to do? And he's like, haven't I always been there for you? Yeah. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are, but haven't I always been there for you? And, and even scripture, so powerful. And it's, it's really unfortunate that a lot of people don't read their Bibles because it is one of the biggest weapons we have. I would literally have to go into the bathroom mm-hmm. and say scriptures out loud. And I felt like an idiot because I'm just like, I'm a grown woman. And I'm in here, you know, in the bathroom, like having a panic attack and having to like cry and like say these scriptures out loud. But as I kept doing that and using the word and saying these scriptures out loud, it would change how I felt. It might have took me a few minutes to breathe and like, okay, you know, I can face the day. But it was a practice and it was a habit that I had to begin doing of like remembering who God is, remembering what he says in his word and just being obedient to him. Because even if you feel like, well, if I make this decision, it's going to cost me this. If I make that decision, it's going to cost me that. Are you going to fear God or are you going to fear man? At the end of the day, I want to go to heaven. I want to talk to to God and he just say, you trusted me, you know, and I was there for you. And you made the decisions that I needed you to make instead of what was going to make this person feel better, what wasn't going to be so offensive, you know, to other people. So, and that really built my confidence up because when I would make decisions that felt scary, like, oh, if I say this, like this is going to happen, it was never as bad as I thought it was going to be. You know how sometimes the anticipation of of confrontation or doing something, you're like, if this is going to happen and then that's going to happen and then this is going to happen. It's like that stuff doesn't even happen. Somebody might get their wow. feelings hurt or whatever, but at the end of the day, you did what you're supposed to. And I think by doing that, it helped me to to get rid of the lies from the enemy because he's such a deceiver and he's so persuasive. Oh, you know, if if you do this, you know, that's going to make this happen. And, and he'll just keep you in a constant state of like fear and anxiety. But when you're like, I'm going to bust through those walls and I'm just going to do it and we're going to see what happens because I got nothing to lose. And this was during the trials that I mentioned where I'm just like, I, I hit rock bottom. I have literally nothing to lose. Yeah. So I'm going to just do it. I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do, whatever the Lord tells me to do. And it, time after time, it was only the best decisions. The, the best decisions I've ever made were when God told me to do something and I did it. It wasn't the easiest decisions, but it was literally the best thing that ever happened to me was just following through. Scripture says to first seek the counsel of the Lord. And Kaitia shares how she says scripture out loud, especially when she's dealing with anxiety. So I thought it would only make sense to just simply share a few scriptures with you that you too can say when the feeling of anxiety just starts bubbling up in your life. If you find yourself asking, who should I cast all my anxiety? Well, 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I just encourage you, write the scripture down. 
state it out loud, declare it over your life when you start feeling anxious. And then here's another one that I really love. It's Philippians 4, 6 to 7. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which ex exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And finally, I'll just share with you my life verse. The reason this is my life verse <laughs> is because I have to constantly remind myself to not be afraid or discouraged or to become anxious about anything. So here it is. It's Joshua 1.9. It says, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. God will be with you wherever you go. He's your protector, he's your provider, and he's your comforter. Do you want to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus? Join me for inspiring conversations that will equip you to walk more fully in God's purpose for your life. On my show, you'll meet a wide range of guests who are impacting the kingdom in meaningful ways every day. Check out the latest episodes only on Liftable. Okay, I have two things left. Um, first of all, I wanna tell everybody about how you are going to have your glowing through it. You have your show yes. up, Unliftable. Go watch it, everybody, because you get a lot more of this with Kaitia and your husband, Jarrell, right? Are you guys mm -hmm. both on all of the shows? Okay, you guys have so much to offer. I'm so thankful Thank that you. you guys are doing what you're doing and sharing it with the world, especially with Liftable on a platform that we're both on. I'm just, I think it's so cool what you guys are doing. Um, so this is the time for the Kaitia Lamar truth bomb. So you get 30-ish seconds. Nobody thinks that's a long enough time, so it's fine however long you take, but 30-ish okay. seconds of the thing you want people to, to take away from this show. So I'd say the main thing that I love talking about is finding your identity in Christ. And the main lie that I feel we hear nowadays is that somehow it's your it's your problem to deal with, that you have to create a destiny, you have to create yeah. a purpose, and you have to create an identity. And as we've seen, that doesn't work because when you do that, your identity can change from week to week depending on how you're feeling or what you ate last night. So the biggest thing that has helped me is finding my identity in Christ. And what does that mean? Knowing why I'm here on earth, doing what I was created to do, having a deep relationship with God and hearing his voice by reading the Bible, praying, making sure you're still and not distracted so you can actually hear from him. He'll start to download these amazing ideas and these wonderful solutions to problems you might be facing. And then through that, you realize, so this is the life God wants to build with me. Right. With me. <laughs> so that's been the most freeing thing to me is understanding my identity in Christ and understanding my purpose and calling. And I feel like if you do that, you've unlocked the world. Like yeah. it's yours um, with the Lord, obviously, because it ain't about us. <laughs> but yeah, with his, with his strength and his power, like that is literally the key to unlock the world. I see the confidence in you and we know it's all from God, right? We know it, it came from him. It really him. is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Wow, girl. Okay, we could have so much more to talk about. You'll have to come back soon. Thank oh, you yes, so much please. for being on. I'm cheering you guys wildly. You're doing such an amazing job. You are too. This is an amazing time to be alive. Like what God is doing, it's a fabulous and exciting and wild time to be alive. And I'm glad that we're doing this together. Thank you so much. This show is brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, CHM, and ICCI. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com. Hi, I'm Alita Reynolds, president of Women of Faith. First of all, I simply want to share that I believe God wants all of us to be walking victoriously with Him. I believe this because He's given us the living word, the Bible, as our guide to know what to do when we struggle in our lives. All of our resources here at Women of Faith are practical help based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. If you or someone you care about is battling one or more of these 100 topics we have available, we have what you need to not only offer hope, but the steps you need to move forward and for breaking free from what holds you captive. I wanna give you a quick list of our resources and you may want to utilize more than one of these to get the transformation you're really looking for in your life. First of all, we have our Women of Faith classes. Do you like to learn by watching videos instead of reading? then our growing collection of classes are for you. We have a comprehensive video library that coaches and equips you to walk in victory in every area of your life. As a certified life coach with some of my most trusted friends and experts, we share our own personal journeys of our own struggles of the topic at hand and know how we've been able to overcome them, plus we'll help you find the tools needed for yourself. Then we have our Women of Faith show with Alita Reynolds. This show is for you if you're inspired by hearing other people's stories of overcoming their struggles to live in victory. These inspiring conversations will encourage you to live the life you're created for. You'll hear stories from guests who are impacting the world in big and small ways every day. We also have our Women of Faith Keys for Living, books and eBooks. Now these keys are great for personal study or even small group studies. The Keys for Living books provide steps to solutions so that you'll discover God's wisdom and guidance in a simple format to walk in freedom and live in victory. Now, are you ready to start reading right now? <laughs> Go ahead and download a Key for Living eBook for a complete and comprehensive guide on your chosen topic. Or would you rather read, highlight, and write in your book? Then order a print book to be delivered right to your home. Another resource available is our downloadable quick study guides. They contain excerpts from our correlating Keys for Living book to offer an immediate overview and concise answers. If you simply need somewhere to start, then start with our Key to Hope. We want to help you right away with a free gift from us. I'm praying for you to find what you need based on biblical truths. We care about your transformation. Whatever you're facing, your life matters, and God wants you to live in victory. Today's a great day to begin.